Hi, folks. Chris Voss here from the ChrisVossShow.com. The ChrisVossShow.com. Hey, we're coming here with a, another podcast. Of course, we have the most excellent guests. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends and neighbors, relatives to subscribe to the show as well, your business friends in the office. Uh, they can go to Google Play, iTunes, uh, now on Spotify as well. Uh, they can go to youtube.com forward slash Chris Voss and hit that bell notification button so they get all the notifications of all the shows that come on the podcasts and, of course, all the reviews we do of the AT&T phones, uh, the Siberian Huskies, and everything that is on the channel. Anyway, we've got a, another wonderful show with you here today. We have two co-founders or founders of the company called Silo, Ben and Dorian. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you today? Greg, cheers for having us. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Good to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you, too. So uh, you guys have uh, founded this company and started it. What? Tell us about Silo, what it is, how it works, and why it works. Great. You or me? Jump in. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, um, so our product, Silo, um, is a confidential communication product. Um, so we started out in um, confidential communication for professionals. Um, and in more recent times, we've transitioned to creating what's called a fully decentralized means of communication. So now through the silo network, when you communicate, you're not actually communicating through a company or a single entity, you're communicating what's called peer-to-peer, -peer, so directly from one person to another. Um, so now it's, it's about privacy, it's about confidentiality, and it's about retaining ownership of your information, which is a big problem that we um, noticed um, when we were you know, dealing with our friends and businesses online, and it's something that we really um, were passionate about solving. So it's a place to um, everything's private. The, I, I believe, if I recall, the messages are stored on your phone. They're encrypted. Um, so it's a way for to make sure that if you're having business conversations with uh, uh, or conversations with people that you want to stay uh, private, you don't want to share it on like the Apple cloud, <laughs> if you um, then you can have that luxury and confidentiality. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, and it's not just about um, dealing with um, with your friends. Um, it's also about dealing with businesses. So, um, one of the things that um, has happened is, you know, in the last twenty years, we've 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 developed all of these amazing features, and we're all so connected now. But what's happened is that all of that information um, has been collected by the service provider that you're using. So, we think the next step is about facilitating the same kind of interactions with um, with businesses and yourself without um, without needing all that information stored in one place. Um, so we can move away from the advertising model. We can use away, move away from extracting data from users and um, we can move into kind of a new era where businesses can provide the value that you think they are providing instead of giving you a free service and then, um, you know, extracting data out of you, which um, we think is quite a big shift. Well, there's, there's a lot of different examples of breaches of data, uh, not only from hacking, but like, you know, the iCloud, uh, even there was a lot of celebrities had their pictures stolen off their, off their messaging service on the uh, Apple iCloud. Um, and so would you say you guys are kind of like, uh, what, what services would you, or apps would you guys say you guys are in competition with, or you guys compete with? Um, yeah, so we're in competition, I guess, with, with some of the big boys. Um, so we are the product that you can download from the app store is a is a messenger. Um, mm -hmm. So you, think, you can think Facebook, you can think um, 
well, WeChat is the Chinese equivalent. Um, you can also think things like WhatsApp. Um, but it's also a toolkit for businesses. So if you're a developer or if you're a, a business owner and you want to um, and you want to build communications into your product, um, you can actually pick up our tools, um, use them um, in your product very easily. And um, what you're doing is you're providing to your users the ability for them to retain ownership of the information that they're, you know, sending you. Um, so um, you can think of that in terms of what's well, an example. So let's say you're a call center provider and you want to provide support for um, for a product that you're um, you're you're selling. Um, you can now provide um, support for that product um, in a way that doesn't mean that you have to gather up all that information from your users. Um, and we're seeing that as being a really really cool um, kind of way for businesses to show that they're on their user's side. Um, yeah, as, as a bit of a value add for them. So is it, an a, is it are, are you guys the retail end of the messenger or is there an API that I can use like you're, you're talking about where I can use, uh, so I can do some sort of build to say I'm an accountant and I wanna have a private client confidential things or an attorney, um, how does that work? Yeah, so there, there's two key elements to it. There's the user-facing app, um, which is you know you, you can jump you can jump in, grab the messenger, and use it for communication needs. Um, but there's also the protocol layer, um, which is the other area we're focusing, which it being just alluded to, which enables other developers to build communication into their products, uh, whatever type of um, product or application it is. Um, it enables them to plug in via API um, communication functionality in a decentralized way. Um, so we've got the two elements. So we're very much going to be pushing um, the front-facing application into market to really enhance the user's experience. Um, but we've also got the focus on developers and businesses to enhance whatever it is they're looking to offer. Um, and that's the bigger play for us. So the real core is uh, the real core is my messages stored on my phone. They're encrypted, so it's it's really hard for anybody to get access to that. Uh, and they're probably stored, I guess. I don't know if would the term be end to end where it's sort of on their phone, my phone. Um, and, you know, I, if, if I'm an attorney with a, 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 I want attorney client privileges and I don't want, you know, maybe communications of stuff going up onto the uh, internet, this is a great way where I can have uh, communications that are stored very securely with my client and know that I'm honoring my, uh, my agreements or my uh, fiduciary duty with them, I guess, in a way. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so you, you've hit the nail on the head with respect to um, the professional use case. Um, so we've we've actually um, the product's been in market for um, oh, over two years now, um, and that was our um, our focus on the professional use case. So we found a big, big um, kind of gap in the market where one to one communications um, where it was it was actually quite difficult to guarantee that what you were saying was confidential for a professional use case without um, kind of going and setting up your own servers and building your own IT team to, um, you know, to deploy that kind of um, infrastructure. Um, so, yeah, the, the application that's in Market Silo is, um, is you download it from the App Store and then instantly your business is set up for confidential communication if you need it for one-to-one um, one-to-one communications with your clients. Um, so yeah, there's there's a legal use case. Um, we also found a lot of traction with respect to um, kind of mental health use cases and um, you know that side of things. Um, but yeah, now now the business is um, taking that technology and we're more positioning it um, for consumers. 
um, and what that what that's given us the ability to do is to um, roll the product um, out a lot more broadly. Um, and we've brought in some really cool um, cool functionality in the um, in the blockchain space and cryptocurrency, so that the product can evolve from a one to one confidential messenger to much more of a um, a platform play where businesses can. Um, can build different features and functionalities um, and bundle them into a messaging application much like um, Facebook Messenger or WeChat with their connected apps. Um, so now, now our users um, don't have to be professionals who need that for, um, for their professional communication needs. Um, they can be, you know, you and I, and we just want to um, be able to use a platform that respects our privacy, and we want to benefit from um, being able to interact with a whole range of different businesses that we know also respect our privacy. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite a shift for us, um, but, yeah, it's, it's going really well, and we're really excited about, um, yeah, the progress we're making. Awesome. Is it built on the blockchain technologies or? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. So a, a core um, a core piece of, um, of the whole product now is um, we're utilizing the blockchain to ensure that there isn't a single controlling party. Um, so when you use Silo, it's not like you're giving um, everything that you own to Silo. You're just contributing to the network. Um, and that's what the blockchain allows, allows us to do. Um, so yeah, that's that's quite a shift, and it and it played really nicely with what we'd already developed. So we developed this confidential communication, you know, a means of communicating. Um, but yeah, the blockchain as a technology actually allows us to take that a whole step further. And now it's not just about protecting what you say; it's about actually creating a network that um, allows all you know a whole range of different computers to cooperate so that everybody can communicate confidentially without um, relying on a you know on a Facebook so what are the what are the industries that you're finding are using utilizing your product most so far so the the largest adoption we've had for the existing product um, it, it, it's been mentioned as professional segments so mental health practitioners lawyers financial advisors accountants, insurance agents, um, the, the parties that really practiced confidentiality offline, um, but then were jumping online and using a, a centralized service that was holding a record of their communications in a, a third party location, which was technically a, a breach of confidentiality. Um, so we had a lot of uptake um, from those segments, um, but it, now we're very much moving into the consumer space as well branching out that functionality um, so that in addition to communication, we bring in other elements um, that really are going to add value to people's lives, things they're akin to using in, in these mainstream platforms now, but it's just based on an architecture that's not about capturing as much data as possible and finding a way to exploit that. It's about providing those same features, those same functionalities, um, and having the, the knowledge that that information is not being used for an ulterior motive. You know, it's direct, it's point to point, and it's value provision, um, not value exploitation. I imagine the blockchain is a real key element of that, being able to uh, create that sort of confidentiality. I think that's brilliant what you guys are doing and brilliant use of the blockchain um, and in ensuring that people can, you know, be confidential. There's a lot of stuff that goes on today with like corporate spying, uh, corporate communications, board of directors, I know that are. Uh, have to be worried about you know stuff being leaked out to the press or financial issues or whether announcing financials or, or talking between each other. I imagine there's a lot of that going on. There's probably a lot of that in government where people are, you know, having to be ultra uh, uh, private in what they're talking about, what they're doing, and and everything else. 
Um, so, you know, and it's more and more when I talk to people, people are becoming even in the, you know, the, the consumer side of things, they're becoming aware that they're being tracked. You know, I mean, anytime I look up something, search something, uh, suddenly I'll start seeing ads in it, uh, messenger, uh, with, from Facebook. Uh, I mean, clearly he's listening to me, Gmail's listening to me. Uh, I'll, you know, uh, I'll have a conversation on either two of those platforms and suddenly start seeing ads pop up and I'm like, ah, you are spying on me. And people are becoming very aware of it and concerned about it and, uh, and, and starting to opt out. You know, and I, I've got some friends that they're just, I'm not sure paranoid is the right word, but, uh, uh, they're definitely concerned about, you know, Hey, I, I don't really want to be watched. I don't want to be tracked. And it's not that they don't have it. It's just that they don't. They don't want some database with all the records of everything they do. Uh, and the interesting, the interesting thing on that press as well is, you know, you used to use the word paranoid, but the reality is, you're not really being paranoid because it is happening in the background. And you know, from our perspective as well, you know, some of these platforms provide amazing services and features. Um, but you know, we think as a user, you should have the choice. You know, you should be able to conduct particular communications or actions on a, a platform where you know how it's working and you can use another platform where it does respect your confidentiality and the mandate isn't to extract absolutely everything. Um, and I guess the issue at the moment is, you know, 99% of the platforms out there that you're using are based on this model and the centralized architecture. So what we're trying to introduce is, you know, a, a similar um, feature set or functionality line that users are used to um, that doesn't use that same model. It's from what you know, we see it as a, just a better way of doing things. It's, you know, it's the next evolution. It's realizing, hey, people want all these features. They want to enhance their day-to-day -day life with digital communications. Um, but it's also a human behind those screens. You know, the default shouldn't be treating them as a product. We should be able to provide these services um, without you know, logging and flogging everything we possibly can. And it's, you know, I think it's just a logical progression, you know, with all these, um, the general public is becoming more and more aware with all these scandals and all these hacks and all these information leaks and people are starting to look for those alternatives. And there's a, there's a real lack of them at the moment. Um, and we're kind of trying to usher in that new wave um, and we're approaching it from a very collaborative point of view as well. So we're already working with about a dozen different projects um, so that when we push this into market, it's not just going to be a, a one-shot pony. Um, we're going to have quite an extensive functionality set. So it'll be one of the more comprehensive decentralized applications you'll see in market coming out in 2019. Cool. I think it's awesome. You guys are using the blockchain and making this happen. I think more and more people, as they become aware of, of how much they are the product of a lot of these companies like Facebook, um, that, that their, you know, their information is being sold. Uh, the ha the hacking and and I think hacking is just going to keep getting worse. I mean, uh, it seems it seems way too often now. I get my pound email. I think that's how you pronounce it, where it's from the pound service that lets me know that hey, uh, your passwords from the Walmart hack or you know whichever one of these popular hacks that have happened that have happened to a lot of people. Hey, your password's on the thing and. And uh, what's interesting is every time someone posts that on the dark web, the lists of the hacked emails and, and stuff from whatever company let these things through, um, they my accounts get hit uh, with the with people trying to test the passwords to see if I change the passwords, uh, and it's really a pain in the butt because I'll get these emails that say, you know, you you've had multiple attempts to your to your account, and it's like, oh great, someone's 
testing the thing because they got posted. You know, it's it's getting it's getting really old with this stuff. So I love the fact that it's kept local and and in, in my control and in my stuff. So that if anybody does ever get access to I don't know my passwords or something like that, uh, at least I know that it's encrypted on my phone and and I have some control over it. My data is just not floating out in space somewhere that people yeah. can up and run with. And yeah, I guess the other key piece on that as well is by the sheer nature of distributed or decentralized technologies gives you a layer of protection there. I mean, think of centralized like you've got one big gold mine of a whole bunch of user data. It's a very, very appealing target. You know, if, if a, a attacker gets in, they've got a pot of gold there with a, a big trove. And in scenarios where you're using decentralized technologies, it's you, ha- you have to be a lot more specifically targeted, so they'd have to be going after Chris specifically, um, as opposed to going after a server with a million users, and then they just get your data by default. So it provide there's other elements to it, but just that basic architecture um, provides an extra layer um, of, of confidentiality or a barrier um, to to being vulnerable. Yeah, I definitely would want a messenger service if I was walking around uh, DefCon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something to check around that place. Of course, they say when you go to DefCon, the the, the conference uh, for DefCon, uh, you want to you want to not only take your phone, you want to turn your phone off, but you want to remove the SIM card in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's getting crazy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you, when you, if you go to DefCon, you kind of you kind of start realizing how how crazy it is out there and the access some of these guys can have and in, in being able to hack your stuff. But um, I think it's awesome you guys have this breaking down. Uh, what what type of encryption is it that it saves it as? It, uh, I'll, I'll just let you guys tell me what, what it's using. Yeah, so, um, so what you want to look for when you're using a communication service is um, you want to make sure that your communications are end-to-end encrypted. So mm. what that means is that um, they are literally encrypted from one end to another mm. um, as opposed to um, going somewhere being unencrypted and sitting there so that they can be kind of looked at and then um, being re-encrypted when they're sent. Um, yeah, so end-to-end encryption is, is the answer there to that. Some, there are some users that it's it's kind of encrypting your end. You, when you send it, it's flying through the air unencrypted. Is that correct? Um, yeah, I mean, more often it's um, it's encrypted while it's on its way, mm-hmm. but um, it's not going directly. So you know, when you're um, when you're using, say, say Google services, mm-hmm. um, the reason that they can scan all that information and give you recommendations about you know what products you might want to buy or you know um, a whole range of things is because your messages sit on their servers unencrypted. Um, mm-hmm. So that gives them the ability to look through it all, and then for them to say, "Hey, Chris." You like this? How about you buy it? You know, um, so yeah. Um, once once you start using services that are end to end encrypted, um, the ability for the company to um, kind of have a look through all that stuff and figure out what it is that you might want to purchase next, but uh, you know, it becomes a lot harder. Um, yeah. And then the second the second part of that is um, there's there's a big movement now, especially with um, software development, to um, to go more to an open source model. So what that means is that um, all the code can be looked at and all the code can be reviewed. Um, so people that are in the know can actually see exactly what happens with everything um, as opposed to um, using using a, you know, like a proprietary product. Um, you know, that code stays behind the scenes and you really don't know what's happening at all. 
So with your guys' service, uh, coders can get in, they can see the API, they can see the back end, uh, and, and using your toolkit, they can take and build it. And so they know what's going on. They know that, that, that suddenly they're not going to get surprised by like, oh, wow, somebody blah, 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 has their data. Um, and, and they can control it with that toolkit, and they can take and either use it like maybe an internal, like say, say I was a, com a corporate board of directors, and I'm like, we got to have control of our own sort of private communication network, this would be a great way to take and do something like that. Yeah, exactly. So um, so that so they could pick, pick up um, our software, um, change it if they needed to, um, to suit their use case exactly, and then they can um, make sure that their communications use the silo network. Um, so that, that ensures the confidentiality of it and makes sure it works because there's a lot of, um, there's, there's many parties who are contributing to the silo network. Um, so they get the benefit of being able to plug into that, but also they know exactly what's going on because they can have a look through all the code. Awesome. Awesome sauce. All right, guys, well, uh, go ahead and tell us where we can find uh, Silo on the Internet and the links we can go to. Cool. So we're um, the existing product and market, as we alluded to, the confidential communication application, um, primarily adopted by professionals. That's available in all in your mainstream app, doors, app stores. Um, so you can just go ahead and search Silo Confidential. You'll find that pretty easily in any major app store. Um, in terms of the fully decentralized application, we released the closed alpha um, about eight weeks ago, um, and we'll be releasing the public beta of um, the fully decentralized, which we're calling the DAP, um, before Christmas, um, which people will be able to get their hands on. Um, we're currently going through a, uh, a token event, and we'll be releasing it as soon as that completes. Um, so, which will let yeah, people jump in at that point. Yeah, so you can find out all the information on um, on everything at silo.io. So S-Y-L-O.io. Sounds good, guys. Well, thanks to Ben and Dorian for uh, coming by today. We certainly appreciate you guys. Be sure to check out their uh, apps on the website uh, or on your uh, – it's on the Apple iPhone. Is it also on Google right now? It is, yep. Cool. And uh, be sure to check them out. Uh, and also, we appreciate you guys as an audience tuning in today. Be sure to give us a like, subscribe to us on YouTube, hit that bell notification button. Also, take and go to Google Play, iTunes if you haven't subscribed there, and Spotify. You can do that. And of course, with any great podcast app. Thanks to my audience and everyone for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks, Chris. All right. Cheers. Thanks a lot.